Welcome to the Pittsburgh Current Podcast, coming to you from lovely downtown Beachview. I'm Bethany Rue, associate publisher, and I'm thrilled to be here with you today. Um, A couple things right off the top before we get into it with our very special guest. Um, If you've been watching the train wreck that is the Allegheny County Democratic Committee, um, first of all, big shout out, kudos to my partner, Charlie Deach, for breaking and following so closely that Heather Cass story. Uh, He just had a new piece up. Yesterday was some new, even more disturbing um, social media images. Uh, the hits keep coming. So uh, we, I just reposted this morning our sit-down with Bethany Hallam from a few weeks ago. If you haven't listened to that yet, it's definitely worth it. Um, and then go back and read some of the stuff Charlie wrote about. It's, uh, it's kind of crazy what's going on, so I'm glad we're here to help talk you guys through it. Um, also, I would like to plug our Super Tuesday broadcast, which will be on Super Tuesday, March 3rd, we're going to be live with Charlie Deach and Aaron McClellan. Uh, we're going to be covering all of the Super Tuesday states and results. We're going to have some special guests calling in. We're going to um, sit down with, with the Mayor Peduto. It's going to be happening. So we've got a lot of really cool stuff coming up. We hope you guys join us for that. Um, it's going to be the most interesting coverage you will ever see. Um, and also, we are piloting a new software. Is the link up, Jake? Not yet. Okay. You will see a link at some point. Again, this is our first time, so bear with us. We're working through some new technology. When the link is up, you will be able to click it to call in to ask questions live um, of our special guest who I'll be introducing here in just a second. So um, if you want to take advantage of that once it's up and working, if not, you can always ask us questions on our Facebook on the comment section. And I think you're going to have a lot of questions because we actually have a very, very interesting guest today. Um, I would like to introduce the City of Pittsburgh anti-litter specialist, Christopher Mitchell. Christopher, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, too. Like, I never thought I'd be this pumped up to talk about garbage, but here we are. Let's talk trash. Let's talk trash. Oh, my God. That was awesome. Oh, that was so great. Um, All right. So, first of all, let's talk... Um, uh, some people might be surprised to find out that the city has a dedicated role for this yeah. very thing. And so maybe kind of talk just high level about what it is you're trying to accomplish here. Yeah. Uh, so it's a it's it's a fairly newer role. It's it's important to have somebody who can focus on this stuff. I'm sure I know for years and years the city has tried to handle litter in a couple different ways and and uh, not having somebody who can focus narrowly on it and it's like just giving it to somebody else being like, oh, here, you do this too. It's not the best way to go about it. So um, what I am mostly focused on is prevention, education, campaigns, and changing the ways the city deals with the public and how we can shape the environment to make sure we get uh, the best outcomes possible. Okay, and and we were talking a little bit before we sat down here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what is litter, right? Because it's not. I mean, there, there's sort of a you have a kind of all encompassing role. Yeah. So, what, you know, what are what are some of the like the specific things that you're trying to to clamp down on or eradicate or or take care of? Yeah. So litter is you know the Snickers wrapper on the street. Everyone knows that it's cigarette butts. A lot of people don't think of cigarette butts as litter, but it actually is the most uh, most litter. Like it, it is over thirty eight percent 
of, of litter is cigarette butts. It's the most. Um, there's things like we, we talk about uh, those illegal we buy houses signs. We call that litter on a stick. And then there's things like like dumping, which we want to kind of separate because that's a very uh, intentional criminal act, uh-huh. which is large amounts of debris, construction, tires that people are trying to not be responsible for and go out of their way to hide and put somewhere, you know. So it's we try to separate those out a little bit. We uh, deal with both, and we're working on ways to deal with both. Um, but... Yeah, I think that's... Okay. So, I mean, obviously people care about keeping their cities clean, right? Yes. So, I mean, you would think that getting to people, getting people to not litter would be a relatively easy thing. Yeah. Um, I would, uh, but you've, you found a couple things that are actually to the contrary of that. So, as you've been yeah. digging into this, um, what are some things early on that you found out that you were surprised, that, you know, to actually, to be true of, of people and their littering habits? Yeah. So, the, the most interesting thing that I was finding was what drives, what motivates, what uh, changes behaviors and how, how people act based on external factors, you know? And one of the most common ones you'll see in these studies is litter on the ground means more people will litter on top of it. You know, uh-huh. that's, you know, even if you take a previously clean area and you throw artificial pieces of trash that brought in, and throw that all over the ground, more people are going to then litter afterwards. Uh-huh. In fact, that will cause other crimes to happen on top of that. So it's like, yeah, um, but the surprising thing is that if you put up a sign that says, do not litter here, people are going to litter more. It's, it's crazy. And there's a reason for that. And it's because people act according to their environment. Okay. So I, I tell people, you know, you act different in a museum than you do in a bar. There's these expectations and norms of how you're going to behave. So when you see a no littering sign, that tells people, people litter here. Uh-huh. You know, that's, it's the same as having litter on the ground. Uh, so it's very interesting what uh, changes uh, people's perceptions of an area. You know, now is it something? Would you take away the no littering sign, or I mean, because I know. Yeah. So we, so we were talking before, and I said, you know, when you because this is a relatively new role that yeah. you've really been able to come in and just kind of own. And you said your original purview was change the hearts and minds of Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, so easy. Yeah, I went, like, so it, easy. I went into my, my my like first day of work, and I'm like, what am I doing here? What, <laughs> what are we What are we doing? They go, we need you to change the hearts and minds of Pittsburgh. And I was like, oh, my first that, year review is gonna suck. Oh, <laughs> that's that's a tall order. Oh my, but like so, changing hearts and minds to me said behavioral modification yeah. psychology, and so like we change the environment. And so right now, Pittsburgh has around 500 or 600 signs that say either no littering. Or no dumping. Okay. If it were totally a hundred percent up to me, all of them gone. <laughs> but like I've got that's going to be one that uh, I'm going to be working on proposing taking to people because almost all of them were put up at the request of residents. You know, right. because it seems like such an obvious first step. You know, oh. like oh this thing happens here, we don't want it to happen. Put up a sign. Right. But um, obvious first steps are often the wrong ones and counterproductive. Uh And this is what we're learning by going back and studying the things we've done for decades. Um, uh, Just anytime they study the psychology of signs, it's counterproductive. People view them as the least effective too. So it's Uh like, why are we doing it? Not only that, but we're starting to understand the the problem with sign pollution, right? Uh Like 
the more signs there are in an area, the less effective each one of them becomes sure, individually. Because the message just gets like diluted, right? Yes. I mean, it's just over, it's, over It's the same idea as in a hospital mm-hmm. where you've got all these pieces of machinery and they'll all make little beeps and boops. Mm-hmm. The more beeps and boops there are, the less the doctors and nurses can concentrate on the really important ones. Yeah, it's very, we're very technical <laughs> here with our beeps and our boops. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you have all those signs and... Each one dilutes the message of the one next to it. And sign pollution in Pittsburgh, we're starting to realize, is a real problem. Well, so let's talk about Pittsburgh. Uh, how dirty are we? Are we dirty, dirty? Are we just we're, like middle dirty? Like, where, where do we sit in the dirty spectrum? I never want to uh, say this is a Pittsburgh only problem. This is a national right. it's problem. Not. It's, it's national. I just, it's huge. Yeah. Um, we are a little behind on tackling it the way that other people have. So we're dirty. We're a little dirty. There is a um, there's a metric. Uh, <laughs> Keep America Beautiful has a one through four metric, and um, uh, Allegheny Cleanways is a partner with Keep Me Beautiful. We'll go through once a year. They are not able to like Philadelphia does a really great thing called a litter index where they give this uh, one through four rating of how dirty something is block by block which is really incredible because it creates this huge heat map of the city of where the litter is and then they can say well what if we change this and see how it changes year by year it's really incredible but we haven't done that yet yet sounds like it might be something you're cooking up over there it is something i'm cooking up it may be volunteer based and uh, we'll tell you how to get involved with that Mm -hmm. a little later on if if we're able to pull it off but um it's not something we've done yet but allegheny cleanways is a keep pa beautiful partner has uh separated the city out into five parts and given each one a rating based on driving around trying their best to be honest and and um i think we're at a 2.63 out of four is is the number that i'm okay close to making up but uh philadelphia overall was a lot less, and they've put a lot of resources. So Philadelphia's into it. cleaner than us. Philadelphia. Are we going to stand for that, yeah, Pittsburgh? Yeah. Are we going to let Philadelphia be cleaner than us? I'll be honest. I look at Philadelphia's work a lot, and I'd be like, I want to be them when I grow up. <laughs> like you know, I, I really do. The I look at a lot of their that stuff. You would like to emulate from Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so that's really interesting. So, yeah. in a way, that gives you more to work with, right? Yes. Like, cause, so now you can sort of dig in mm-hmm. and you can say, okay, here's where we stand. You could sort of look at some cities that have, whoops, sorry about that, implemented yeah. other other things. That's and you a can lot maybe of learn what we from do them. Is we uh, look at other cities, what they do, uh, that's a, and how successful they've been. And uh, something we're doing. As soon as I started, I saw all this just paperwork of, mm-hmm. of years of volunteer applications and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just sitting in a file. And I'm like, we could put this all into a tracking data and, and get a lot of really great numbers back and see where we're starting, where we're heading, how things affect things. And that's that's a lot of what I'm hoping to start in our little corner of public works and expand and expand and really get numbers out of everything we do so we can see real quantifiable changes. Um but it's like nerdy garbage stuff. It, it's so nerdy, and I'm so, I, <laughs> I get so it. into it. Like I, I make these. You should have seen the prep up. that he sent me for, for this podcast. It was like a PhD <laughs> dissertation on garbage I didn't look at, but it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Now speaking of volunteers, yes. one of the first things you noticed was it was a four week wait 
yes. for volunteers who wanted. I mean, there are people out there who want to help, who want to participate, yeah. who want to keep their communities clean. What what, are, what what's something that you were able to do kind of right away there to help with that? Yeah, the first thing I did as soon as I started, as I looked at our volunteer application, which most people who are volunteering don't even think to go to the city to say, "Mother, may I?" You yeah. know, they yeah. don't think to come to the city and say, "Hey, I want to do free labor for you. Let me do paperwork on top of it." Right? <laughs> and then wait four weeks to find out if I'm a, a qualified yeah. to pick up. It trash was for you. a four week approval time because we had to pass it between all these different people. We had to get union approval and all this stuff. And I looked at that. And I said, no, there's no way I'm asking anybody who wants to make their city better wait for four weeks. So we did a uh, process that the city is uh, really big on right now, teaching uh, the, uh, as many people as we can, especially new employees, called a gold belt process. It's okay. all about process improvement. We we map everything out step by step. We go, does this does this do anything good for us? Does mm-hmm. it, I mean this this huge weight here? Can we get rid of it? Can we do this better? And uh, I think the city has a really great uh, uh, program, a really great um, way of telling people we can make everything we do better. Mm-hmm little by little every single day. And that's the great thing about my job is I get to come in and I get to say every day, how can we make this better? Yeah. Well, and, and the volunteer thing specifically. Yeah. So it went from four weeks to what you said, 20 minutes, 20 now? minutes on average to get approved for a volunteer application. And when you turn that into us, uh, which, you know, again, doing paperwork to do free work doesn't sound great, but what we're able to get out of that is one, we're able to start tracking this data mm-hmm. where people are volunteering, how much they're getting out. And two, we'll give you services. If you fill out this application, we'll give you bags. We'll give you gloves. We'll come pick up all that debris, which is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've collected 20 bags of garbage, which is wonderful. Now, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. We'll come pick it up for you. If right. you just put in this application with us. Um, so uh, this is another thing we were talking about before we went on air. I, I, feel, I feel so fancy when I say that <laughs> on air um, about, you know, how you interact with some of the other community pro- projects. out yeah. there. And again, I always default to Beachview because I live here. Uh, you know, we have pretty up Beachview and you said that's yeah. one of the ways that you interact with them. Um, so another way that you are trying to spread the word is you are available to go to community organizations, yeah. schools. Yeah. So maybe talk talk about what you could bring to the table and talk to folks about and how they could get a hold of you. Absolutely. They, and he's lovely to chat with, by the way. So I'm please have good. Christopher come out and talk pretty to good. you. Pretty yeah. um, good. So you can reach out to me at volunteer at pittsburghpa.gov or straight to my email, which is harder to remember, christopher.b.mitchell at pittsburghpa.gov. They make I'd, it so easy. Yeah, I, I'd say the volunteer one's the way to go. Okay. But um, – <laughs> So if you reach out to me, I can come to your community group. I can come to your neighborhood association. I can come to schools. Uh, We do want to expand our uh, education programs. Uh, We're slowly working our way in, but we never want to go to teachers and say, here's more curriculum you have to do, right? right. We need teachers who really want us to be there, and we can come and we can provide all kinds of great services that way. But uh, so much of the work I've been doing and proposing has been started with just talking to people. I've gotten some really great ideas. You know, I did a Reddit AMA and asked me anything, just said, hey, I'm the anti-litter specialist, ask me anything. And so many people got so fired up about, we could do this. There's, you know, they did this over here, we did this. And one of them uh, turned into a really great program that we're we're, we're piloting, we're trying, we're making... Uh, we're, we're working on right now. There's always a chance that it may not happen. I never right. want to promise it. But uh, one of them is called the Oakland Buddha model, right? Yes, we were talking about this. And this is fascinating. Yeah. So this actually came from 
And it was in Oakland, California. Oakland, California. So uh, if I'm getting this wrong, because this was in, and I only know this because he sent me 27 million pages <laughs> during before this interview. Uh, there was a dump site, a legal mm-hmm. dump site, yeah. and somebody, a neighbor got sick of Just it. Just a neighbor. Yeah. So this neighbor put up a statue of Buddha because yeah. it was sort of non- you know, not super, it wasn't like a Virgin yeah. Mary statue. Yeah. And just having the statue there, not only did the dumping stop, but overall crime went down 82%. 82. See, yeah. I read that. You so did. You, I read yeah, your stuff. I remember that number. I remember that <laughs> yeah. number. Because so it's a stark, startling it was, number. I was fascinated. Like, just putting out this, like, kind of calming, sort of universally yeah. accepted, wonderful figure. Yeah. Like, that changed people's intentions when they were there and yeah. even when they weren't there. So, talk about how that how you're taking that wonderful thing and, yeah. and sort of bring so it over i here. want to thank uh reddit user dilla dog for bringing this to my attention <laughs> thank you dilla dog <laughs> thank you good dilla work. dog good work whoever you are <laughs> um and so he brought it to my attention and i said oh that's cool and then you know i kind of filed stuff away like there's so many great ideas that have been brought up at some point and everyone goes that's a great idea and it gets lost and yeah. what i want to do is make sure it never gets lost i file it away somewhere until it's ready so i filed that away I go, that'd be a good idea someday. And then I go to this fundraiser for the Industrial Arts Workshop who teaches uh, like high school, middle school age kids how to weld to make these big pieces of industrial art. Mm-hmm. And I'm at this, this fundraiser in their new Hazelwood uh, warehouse and they have this giant deer head made out of rebar. And I'm like, this is amazing. And imagine if some guy who's looking to dump turns a corner thinking nobody's going to see him and there's just this big imposing piece of art there and it's just right you. in the way these eyes looking right at you right in the way and it, it would change perceptions of these unknown corners mm-hmm. of so um i knew somebody who was on the board we got to talking i was talking to the person who created the project tim cullen i don't know if you know that name off the top of your head that name. i don't know why i know that name he did the the geese on the 10th street bridge that's probably why that yeah so he actually has a long history of public art in the city mm. uh both legal and illegal i was gonna say there's like a <laughs> that's a different conversation yeah. <laughs> but he does have a long history of this and he actually um, so we started talking about it. We're looking at sites. We're, we're talking about ways we can work together and get these these pieces of art that these kids have made mm. and use it to benefit their community. So um, it's twofold, right? You're teaching kids yeah. a valuable skill. Yes. Because welders make hella good money. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just in general. Plus, if they want to be artists. Yes. Right? And so you're you're teaching kids valuable trade skills, and you're working to combat the littering slash dumping yes. issues in the city. And it's, it's I love like a twofer. The coolest thing I've ever worked on, and I'm just like, there's so many steps to get to. You know, we've got to go through the arts commission. Mm-hmm. We've got to get so many approvals, and it could go so wrong in so many ways. But it's going so right so far, and I'm so excited about it. But it's it's so cool to be able to um, involve the community in ways to to make things just a little bit better and change the environment uh-huh. in which these things, because people won't come up to a piece of artwork and dump their garbage on top of it, you know? So right. we're, right. we're looking at these hidden corners of Pittsburgh. That's uh, you wouldn't immediately think of as a place to put art, but maybe it will be, you know? Right. Like, 
Well, so I'd say if people have, you know, maybe suggestions yeah. on some corners that, you know, that's some things they could get in front of you. And uh, you did mention, I think this is going off, right? It's going to be like a summer yeah. camp program. Oh, so uh, in or, summer of 2021, which 2021. is a, a long time to really get all our ducks in a row and make sure we're Parents of fourth right. graders, mark yeah. this down. <laughs> yeah. Summer of 2021, they're uh, planning on being able to have a summer camp. And they should be able to get around six pieces of large industrial art. Okay. The kids are going to be able to meet with the community and say, what do you want to see here? We're going to be able to, to as Public Works, uh, partner with them in ways we never thought we really thought about before. Like mm-hmm. we can move and install and maintain mm-hmm. and do all these. Because it's like we're – it's always kind of like how much money is this going to be? Well, it's like we could provide these services and ways that would really help out these kids, really change the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very excited about that, and there's a lot of moving pieces to it right now. Right. But it's but like honestly, so 2021 cool. is not that far away. No, it's, it's like next summer. Yeah, so, next um, summer. So, but uh, I went to you know the the public arts office, and I said, okay, I have this idea, and they're just like, okay, all right, we can we can do it. And then they really look it over. They're like. Summer 2021, I could kiss you. <laughs> you yeah, know? Like they're, they're like, oh, it's not just by this summer. <laughs> You're a planner, yeah. and I appreciate that. And hopefully they didn't kiss you because that'd be wrong in a professional work environment. Yeah. Um, so obviously – you're more than just, I mean, people hear like anti-litter and yes. they do, they just think like you're walking around with like a broom and a, yeah, like, which, you know, there are people that do that. That's yeah. the downtown partnership, which is great. Yes. Um, but I mean, you're like at like the, the people level, like trying to yeah. change behaviors. I'm, I'm at a, I, well, it's funny is so many people that I talk to that got into the, the garbage game, you know, who <laughs> the, garbage, <laughs> the game. garbage game, who really cared. They, they saw garbage in their community. They hated it and they went out and did something about it. It is 90 almost everybody else it's also grassroots Ooh. right they 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 just went out and picked up a piece of garbage and then they started organizing and it became nonprofits and they got more and more and more involved it's also gr- grassroots and i came a completely different direction where i'm like i'm starting top down citywide mm-hmm. and be like okay i can change the city to meet your needs, okay. you know, because it wasn't me going out and picking. Yeah, I, I participated in community uh, cleanups and stuff like that, but that's not how I really got involved with this. It was just a, uh, I was working with Department of Public Works, and I had a uh, background in uh, process improvement, mm-hmm. and that's really what I was bringing to the table when they hired me. And so now I can improve the city to work better with everybody and to hopefully change behaviors and all those good stuffs. Speaking of changing, one second, I got a reading to do. I want to make sure that I get to this from our wonderful friends over at Dresky Entertainment. Um, award-winning blues guitarist Anna Popovic, which I love the blues. Uh, Tedeschi Trucks was here last night, but I refused to go see them because they're at a venue that I can't stand. <laughs> um, hits the stage at Jurgles on Wednesday, February 26th. Do not miss this electric performance live. Tickets are available now at www.druskyent.com. Again, that's www.druskyent.com and it's blues guitarist Anna Popovic so make sure you check her out Jurgles is a great uh, venue over there in the north um, so make sure you give her a listen and back to the trash talk which that's like my new favorite thing and I'm actually ashamed of myself <laughs> that I didn't think of that before we started this convo uh, another interesting thing that you had sent over was the uh, the cigarette butt voting system, right? Yeah. Um, Jake, I don't know if you'll be able to pull the picture up. No? Okay, he's, right. he's shaking. I think he's playing a video game over there. Um, <laughs> so it's basically, it, it, I, I'm familiar with it from going to a coffee shop and the baristas have, you know, a t- they have two tip jars on you to vote, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, who's your favorite Star Wars character, Yoda or Han Solo, right? 
and then you put your tip in that jar. That that is also a motivator for people to put their cigarette butts. Yeah, so away. it's a it's a called a ballot box, and so imagine one of those little things you put, you know, a little receptacle for your cigarette, but you have two voting options. It's like a big box, yellow, bright. And it goes, you know, what's your favorite superpower? Flying or or uh, invisibility? You know, right. something like that. Or where we're looking into using some of the funding from CPC this year, maybe, mm-hmm. or uh, Department of Public Works money. Uh, on building some of these boxes, placing them around, moving them around to really engage people. They found that when anywhere these went up, um, uh, littering went down around 42%. Okay. Uh, just, and hopefully while we have them, you know, voting on something, we can really get, you know, pirates or penguins. We can get anything yeah. on there that's oh, that, really going to get yeah, people. Anything yens or sports related <laughs> yeah. up. People are going to start smoking yeah. so they can just, vote. They'll run around, <laughs> pick them off the ground and throw it in there. That's, that's what I'm hoping. Um, but, uh, so that's it, it, and while we have them engaged, we can be like, hey, you know, you're not supposed to throw these on the ground in the first place, right? You know, because most litterers just or most smokers don't think yeah. of uh, uh, cigarette butts as litter. You know, it, they think it's paper, right. and so it's going to biodegrade. But it's, it's not. It's, right? it's plastic. The, yeah, yeah. lead. It's, right. Yeah, like, it's got a do? bunch of uh, really nasty chemicals. It does photodegrade if it leave it out in the sun but when it does degrade it just seeps into the soil it's it's bad for plants it's Uh, bad for animals it's bad it's very bad for animals most of them end up washed into waterways (gasps) and then find their way into fish's stomachs whales all this stuff pennsylvania has the second most amount of waterways outside of alaska so yeah we so a lot of that stuff ends up in our rivers gunking up sewers it's it's awful it's the most littered item and it takes up the most amount uh and it's the hardest to clean up as well you know it's like you can see a mcdonald's bag boom it's that easy but the so changing uh beach towns have had really great success in campaigns and return on investments on things like uh pocket ashtrays and stuff like that because it affects their tourism so much mm-hmm. they they're really able to visualize yeah. those cigarettes in the sand really cost them straight dollars right. you know yeah yeah so they, they're hella motivated yeah so of, they yeah. really know the importance um i'm not sure how important it is to the pittsburgh residents you know everybody out there uh to really tackle that problem if we'd get the same sort of returns on on things well, like that. So overall, and I know because you've done some exhaustive research yeah. on this, is pride a motivating factor in general when it comes to not littering? Or do you find, not you personally, yeah. does research find that's not necessarily the case? Um, a little bit. It, there, there's, uh, there's senses of ownership, right? Mm-hmm. So like take the Beautify Our Berg program. I don't mm-hmm. know if we discussed that or I sent you a lot of information about that. There's but it, a lot of information. <laughs> General yeah, Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> so the Beautify Our Berg program is the idea of a community group or organization or their, you know, a, a, a softball team, anybody will say, we're going to take care of this street from here to here. Mm-hmm. This is ours. It's like an adopt a block. Right. And, um, We'll put up a sign that says this group has chosen to uh, maintain this area. And that sort of ownership will really drive uh, uh, people to uh, continuously maintain areas. Um, But, uh, you know, that is that is a good question about pride. And it's something we've kind of talked about before. It's like if we show this litter on the street and we go Pittsburgh pride. Yeah. Is is this really what you think? Is this what you want? (laughs) Well, I I know one thing that has been proven to work and that's 
the competitive spirit. Yes. Because uh, we were talking about Garbage Olympics, Beachview. What, what again? <laughs> bragging on my hometown. We were the 2018 winners. Uh, you know, how, how does competition seem to fuel people's desire? Is it the desire to clean up? Is it the yeah. desire to win? Or do we not care? Because oh, we're getting both. Like People care. People yeah. care about winning the Garbage <laughs> Olympics. I'll tell you that. Like, it's, it's uh, just out of its third year. Yeah. Um, it started very small. I, I think around, I'm going to pull up some statistics sure, here absolutely. because I'm not going to remember all these numbers off the top of my head, but they're such great numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's in its third year. Yes. And it, um, the first year I want to say it had five neighborhoods. And then after that, it ballooned very quickly with the help of the, uh, clean Pittsburgh commission. Yeah. I, mean, into... I know it got a lot of good media too. So oh, I saw, yeah. I saw it. So several two neighborhoods. The second uh, year, third wait, so year. Wait, it went from five to 22? Yes. That's oh, six. Six East End neighborhoods started it. Okay. Then uh, the Clean Pittsburgh Commission got involved in promoting and getting everybody okay. on board. Got Went up to 22 That's real fast. Nice job. Yeah. And then 2019 had 34 neighborhoods. Wow. In, uh, in the competition, we had uh, 554 volunteers. We cleaned up 974 bags of garbage. 134 tires, 95 TVs, 15 mattresses, eight couches, six shopping carts, uh, pallets, fridges, and a dishwasher full of silverware and glass. Like wow. people really got into these areas that they, they know because it's in their neighborhood. They know yeah. the worst parts and what needs to be done. But having the big day where everything can get done, a huge community effort was such uh, 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 it's it's easier to get people on a big thing than a continuously small thing. Right, right. And the Garbage Olympics has been great in highlighting these problems and engaging each neighborhood. And we're hoping next year even bigger. Mm -hmm. Again, you want to learn about it, you can go to the uh, Clean Pittsburgh Commission's Facebook page. Or you can reach out to me directly at volunteer at pittsburghpa.gov. I'm happy to give you any information I've got, sign you up for next year, anything like that. Yeah, if you if your neighborhood has not been involved in the past and you want to, I mean, hey, let's. I mean, what if we could like one day achieve like total neighborhood participation That'd across be the city? Ninety. Would you get a raise? Ninety neighborhoods. Oh, let's get Christopher a raise. <laughs> 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 oh, so what you know, but what does success look like for you, right? Like, so yeah. what is your? And this isn't necessarily you know something your boss said for your yeah. KPIs or your whatever. What what is success to you going to look like? Well, you know, like I said before, I got kind of into this data nerd thing. I've been called a technocrat before, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll own that, yeah. So, like, um, it's really we're trying to figure out our baselines, where we are, where we were. We're putting all this stuff into tracking software. And then where's where can we improve with these um, – Volunteer applications, we're hoping mm -hmm. that that four-week to 20-minute time change will really improve the amount of people doing it. Um, we, we find that just all those numbers, we know we can, we can get higher. Right. Um, so uh, in, improvement to me would be like, even if there aren't more people volunteering, which always would love. Right, right. Even if there aren't, we want to know more about them because we know that so much of the great work being done in the city we probably don't have any idea about because they just go and do it, right, which is just, the great yeah. thing about them. They just see a need and they go and do it. And we're hoping to be able to act as a central point for all this great information, all this great data so, and provide services to everybody who's mm -hmm. doing it as well um, so that we can get a better scope of the problem and a better understanding. Mm -hmm. So 
I would say if anybody out there is interested in learning more or helping more or wants to bring a resource into their community or into their school, please reach out to Christopher Mitchell at volunteers, volunteer, 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 singular at pittsburghpa.gov. Action, not noun. (laughs) Yes, action, not noun. There you go. Um, So he is the anti-literate specialist for the city of Pittsburgh. Personally, I'm grateful that we have uh, city leadership that is so committed to to this and yeah. to the importance of it overall and, and putting the resources behind it. The crazy thing is there's so many times where I've put together something and I say, we'll see what happens. Y'all put together a proposal. I'll yeah. send it up the flag. I have gotten such great uh, support from all levels, from the mayor's office, from councilmen, from uh, city council, from, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's not right. That's okay. Uh, from, from city council, from Department of Public Works, from the community. Everywhere I go is such great support. And, you know, people want to complain about litter, and I get it. Yeah. But people more want to contribute. And that's what I find so great is that, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of groan a little bit at first, but then let's, let's talk solutions. Yeah. And there's been so much support from uh, internally that I could not believe it. Like things that people for years have said, we should do this. And, and, you know, there's some wishwashing on it before. I think everyone takes it seriously now. Yeah. And uh, well, they've, got I, a, they've got somebody leading the ship now, too, <laughs> right? So that's great. Having that narrow focus in this job allows me to really uh, be narrowly focused on it. And where sometimes before giving it to somebody and say, this is yours too. Didn't, didn't work out great. Right. But, um, I, I think that everybody involved is, is so energized about it. Um, speaking of narrowly focused, uh, you have a particular look. I'm going to end on this. <laughs> um, so I've heard that, uh, you are also anti-letter specialist by day. Hipster actor by night. <laughs> Explain to me how this role came to you sitting in a trailer with Seth Rogen and, <laughs> and your little side hustle that you got going on. <laughs> it, it was the weirdest thing. It just happened this summer after I started doing this uh, this position in anti-litter specialist. I did a commercial for the city saying, hey, I work for the city. It's great. You should too. And so I'm talking to some co-workers and I'm saying, oh, uh, you know, they probably won't even need me. They've got another white millennial bearded bespectacled guy <laughs> with a funny haircut. They'll cut one of us. They'll cut me. <laughs> and um, and uh, Bill Crean, who works uh, as a, a supervisor for public works, goes, oh, no, they always need bearded guys. And I didn't really know what he talked about. So he shows me this casting call because he's apparently been acting like almost his whole life. He's, he's always been in plays and a really dedicated actor. And it's so cool. But he shows me this casting call and it just says bearded man. <laughs> and I go, huh? Okay. That's weird. And I just send him some Facebook pics just thinking, Oh, whatever, you know, I, I've never really done anything like that before. I think I acted at 15 in a play or something, but like, they get back to me real quick and they're like, the director loves you. We want to give you lines. We want to, we want, uh, are you comfortable with that? I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, okay, I can do that. And, and so I show up the first day of this movie, which is the, the I think it's called An American Pickle. Is yeah, the I think title so. I, I know Jake actually got yeah. some shots of there when they were down on the north side. I yeah. think that's it, yeah. So like, um, I show up on the first day and I'm like, okay, and they've got hundreds of extras there. And I'm like, okay, hi. And they're like, um, Oh no no! You're an actor. You're you an have actor. Lies. You come with well, us. Well, yeah, they're like get on the the, the walkie-talkie. They take me to a trailer. <laughs> the here, alert! Yeah. Alert! <laughs> they take me to a trailer on the door. They've changed the name to Hipster Man. 
So that was my title in the movie Hipster Man. And then I show up uh, that, that first day and I'm in, in the scene with Seth Rogen talking to him, which was so weird. And so now... And the movie hasn't come out yet. So it you, has not, you haven't even seen your, no When you idea. see yourself, you're going to be like... Yeah. Mind blown. Uh, I, I'm hoping to do as many of these acting gigs as I can before I see myself. Because so, <laughs> who knows how like, terrible I, I am. Like, yeah. So it's like now I've done six or seven or eight movies and tv shows where i'm just kind of the background hipster they'll be like we need a hipster subway or subway hipster or a coffee shop hipster or something so they're like call the guy with the man button get him in here well so there's you could also if you need a hipster man with a man button you could contact christopher at volunteer well i get paid for that though yeah oh yeah that's uh that's, 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 that's volunteer gig only he didn't grow that man bun for nothing ladies and gentlemen it's my money maker yeah. <laughs> well christopher I had a very fun time talking <laughs> trash with you today. Um, I, I, I think there's so many wonderful things going on. I'm happy we can get out here and talk about it today. I encourage everybody that has more yes. questions or wants to get involved to reach out to you. Um, and thank you for yeah. the work you're doing as a uh, city let resident. Let me plug again. Oh, yeah, plug, 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 plug away. The, um, the, the email, we've said it several times. I'm going to mm-hmm. say it again. Volunteer at PittsburghPA.gov. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, we just participated in a litter study. We didn't get to talk about that we yet. We did not get to talk about that But that's that okay. Yet. Uh, the Pittsburgh-oriented pages of the Pennsylvania-wide litter study are on the uh, Clean Pittsburgh Commission's Facebook page. So Clean okay. Pittsburgh Commission. And we can put links in the description box. That would be yeah, great. Yeah, so we, we, uh, can, we can link them up for folks. Because I've been easy. giving copies of that out like candy. Yeah, <laughs> I have the Pittsburgh pages here. Yes, and there's a lot of great information about yeah. what the city does, what uh, nonprofits are doing, how much it's costing you. Uh, $6.3 million a year. That's how much it's costing Pittsburgh residents oh to deal with litter. So it really breaks down those numbers. And six point three million. Most of your salary. No, yeah, yeah, that's mostly me, but it's worth it. <laughs> uh, when, there was a lot waiting to talk about, so we'll definitely yeah. have to have you come back. Maybe in like six months or so, to see how everything's going. That'd be see wonderful. How, you know, uh, maybe we'll do some uh, live garbage Olympics coverage. I would like to maybe get some track suits made for that or yes. some, some sort of thing. Obviously. Um, but no, we'll, we'll put some, a bunch of links for people that want to learn more. Um, it's great work that you're doing. I appreciate it as a resident of the city of Pittsburgh. Um, so Christopher Mitchell, anti-litter specialist, hipster actor, thank you for being on uh, our podcast today. And to all you lovely folks, behave out there. And we will be back next week with John DeSantis from the Home and Garden Show. So make sure you tune in because everybody loves on the Home and Garden Show. Bye, everybody. Extra, reading the issue, raw news, unapologetic, no tissue. Catch the way, the flow first certain. Nothing put you in like a Pittsburgh current. Free from influence, nothing less than. No flexing, aim for progression. We cover news, politics, our forms, and entertainment that comes in all sources. Alternative.
a better alternative.